this episode of What's the Hazard is being brought to you by these incredibly generous true believers in workplace safety and health. And I am truly grateful for their support. Custom Concrete Specialists, CCS Group, and Cheyenne Wolford. My buddy Jim Cover down at the Nebraska Department of Labor on-site consultation group. Jim and all of his consultants. John Falowich and Falowich Construction Services. And our latest sponsor, Building Omaha. Building Omaha is a partnership between the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, the IBEW, and the National Electrical Contractors Association, NECA. They pair highly trained electrical professionals with industry contractors to ensure they're able to serve customers safely and effectively. Building Omaha, the partnership that powers our city. Learn more at buildingomaha.org. Thank you all. We appreciate your support. All right, now let's get into this episode. Uh, This is Doug Fletcher, and you are listening to What's the Hazard? It is Friday, November 5th, and we're going to have a nice weekend, man. It is. We're a week late, though. We are a week late. I apologize for that. That was my fault. Yeah, actually, we had a hard time getting to the studio. There's a lot of construction going on, so couldn't get to the studio last week. I'm going to use that as the excuse. I actually just forgot to schedule something. So we are making up for last week. This is our leadership series. We're going to talk about leadership. My buddy Aaron Cerrone is here. And uh, we've got some subjects that we think we'll find, you will find interesting. There is one thing. This is November 5th, as I mentioned. And most of you, although you won't be listening to this until after the 5th, you will be aware of the fact that OSHA just released its emergency temporary standard on COVID-19 vaccination and testing. This actually hit the federal register today. So the effective date is today. And you've been hearing rumblings about this ETS for the last month or so. Um, And it is uh, a reality now, which is incredible to me. So as of today, November 5th is the effective date for this new emergency temporary standard. And um, I'll talk a little bit about it. You know, we'll talk, you know, we'll talk more about it in, in greater detail in the future. I literally was reading some of the information this morning before I came to the studio it is remarkable, man. So, just the semantics of that cracked me up. Emergency temporary. Exactly. Well, until it's not Standard. an emergency anymore. Until, <laughs> you know. But COVID's been going on for almost Two twenty-four years. months now. Yeah, exactly. I think the emergency's over. Well, I think that is a lot of people's opinion, you know. And le- and let's just talk just briefly about this. But it's interesting because when you when you look at this in the Federal Register, so the Federal Register is where the government publishes all these regulations and standards and things there are probably 500 pages associated with this and the, the majority of that is what we refer to as a preamble so most of it is just the the thought fluff the commentary all the crap that you know preceded the regulation and then the regulation will just be two or three pages at the end that sounds about right that's as a, a typical government. typical government right. so if you are um, interested, you can read everything that went into the creation, and that's interesting to some, but if you really just want to know the nuts and bolts, you just go to the end. The new regulation is actually numbered in the in the Federal Register. For those of us in general industry, it's 1910-501, which is interesting. So, but, you know, in order for, uh, so again, I've been doing some reading, in order for OSHA to issue a, an emergency temporary standard, um, there must be employees subject to grave danger. That is the language that OSHA is held to in order to issue an emergency standard like this. So they have to be able to demonstrate that employees are subject to grave danger. 
And COVID's considered grave danger. COVID infection is considered grave danger, which I found interesting. 24 months later. <laughs> 24 months later. This made me think of, man, um, you've seen A Few Good Men, obviously. Right. Everybody's seen A Few Good Men. There is a scene in there where our little, that little boy, Tom Cruise, is arguing with Jack Nicholson. And he says, you said he was in danger. And I said, grave danger. And you said, is there any other kind? Do you remember that? Correct. And so I, when I was reading this, I was just thinking about that scene. Grave danger. Is there any other kind? So apparently employees are in grave danger. And so right. this standard has come to be. So what it basically says is if in your company you have 100 or more employees, you have to implement, develop and implement this program that will require mandatory vaccination of all of those employees or implement a testing program so that the unvaccinated employees are tested every week prior to coming into the workplace. It's incredible, man. Now, this this is a huge, huge leadership challenge. Oh, it's huge. One, I mean, and I get it being a business owner myself, nobody likes being told what to do or how to run their business. And, And now you got, and let's be honest there's government regulations everywhere the government's constantly forcing us forcing our hand and telling us what to do you know so for, to hem and haul it oh this isn't right well okay it's a laundry list of the things you're already doing that the government has mandated true do. all right so let's get true. that out of the way so don't yeah. don't say it's not fair because you've already tipped your hand you, you have been doing things the government right makes you do i mean the, the simple wearing of the orange or green vest you've already buckled to right pressure of course from OSHA, right so let's get that out of the way but but i get it the, the problem is now is i i think is that let, let's just use a construction company as an example every employee on that site can rationalize in their head okay i get it why we have to wear the reflective vest that makes sense to me mm-hmm. i understand why we need to tether off that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do it but they they understand this, the fear is, the issue is, is that the employees are having a hard time rationalizing, being mm-hmm. forced to do this. Mm-hmm. And that, in turn, makes it difficult from a leadership perspective to say, okay, everybody, we have to do this. And the employee turns to you and goes, well, you don't even buy into it. And it's like, I know, I don't mm-hmm. even want to get the vax, but here's the deal. And this is what we signed up for. So that that's the leadership issue mm-hmm. right now, is that, this is now a mandate of something that people are having a hard time rationalizing yes. that they should have to do this because let's take the flu, for example, uh, as far as I'm aware of it. And you know, this more than I do, there, there's no OSHA mandate. This is everybody has to have the flu vaccine within a company. No, there is not. And, and the flu, you and I both know the flu kills tens of thousands of people every year. Yes. So the, the, the scary part as a business owner, as a leader is where does, what, is this opening Pandora's box mm-hmm. for other things to come in? Like right. what, what am I going to have to make quote unquote, make my employees do that that's outside of, you know, you can argue their constitutional rights, their, their, their freedoms, whatever it happens to be. You're, you're putting me as a leader in a bad position mm-hmm. now because like I have to try to get these people to do this thing that I don't necessarily buy into. And they definitely don't buy into. On the other hand, let, let's say this though. On the other hand, the employers that do want their employees to, to be vaccinated. And there are those. 
Sure. Now they can blame the government. So now they have the ability hey, my to hands say, are tied. yeah, yeah, right, this right. is OSHA. I've got to do this. It's not. Sure. So I think. It's a scapegoat for sure. I think now that the government has accepted that scapegoat it, It's position, a tough position. I empathize right now with a lot of business owners and leaders. It's going to be crazy. Um, and um, For some, it's black and white. Right? There's some companies out there. It's like, we're doing it. No questions mm-hmm. asked. Go course, somewhere else. Some are already doing it. Yeah, and, and. You know, I, I commend them because at least they're just making it black and white. It's like, mm-hmm. this is not up for discussion. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I also know that, especially in the smaller businesses, where it's like, hey, we're just we're just trying to work to survive here. We're just trying to make ends meet. We're just going from contract to contract. I'm just hoping to make payroll. Now you're right. forcing this on me. Well, uh, that's, that's probably it. why they put that 100 number in there. So, yeah. again, well, keep in mind, company-wide. So... If you are a, a grain company, for example, and you have a you know a hundred locations, there are three guys working at each elevator, but you've got three hundred employees total in your right. company. It applies to you. Or if I'm an IT company and my entire team's remote, and I got five hundred employees, but nobody is co-located. Well, they do. They do make an exception for that. Okay. So when you read this regulation, and and everyone who is who is affected by this needs to either be reading this regulation, or you need to be tapping into one of the. Uh, the legal sites, you know, I use a couple of diff- different legal websites that have really good COVID-19 uh, web pages. Uh, Baird Home, our buddy mm-hmm. Randy Stevenson here in town with Baird Home, they put out a really nice COVID-19 web page. And then uh, Eric Kahn with Kahn Maciel Carey out at Washington, D.C., they also have an exceptional web page. So you need to be looking at this stuff now because... The the, regu- the the emergency standard is effective today. It posted in the Federal Register today. The compliance dates are 30 days out and 60 days out. So you have to have your program in place. You have to start requiring vaccinations. You have to start verifying vaccinations. So employers are going to be required to go look at vaccination cards, it sounds like, to, to see who is and who isn't vaccinated. Face coverings are going to be required again. But there are some exceptions made for remote workers. If all of your workers are remote, if all of your workers work outside, for example, even if you have, then those companies are exempted from this requirement. You're going to see a lot of open air buildings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Roofs are coming off as we speak, man. So that's a great point. But you don't have to start the testing until January 4th. So you have to have your testing protocol in place. So. The compliance dates are incremental. There's a 30-day phase, and then there's a 60-day phase. So everything will be in effect if this, if this withstands the challenge. Right. And I heard on the radio this morning, and it posted today, I heard on the radio this morning that 27 states' attorneys general have already filed suit against the federal government in response to right. this posting. And, and I've, so, you know, and that's a whole different argument. You know, at what point do the states get to regulate themselves, get to regulate their own businesses? But to your point a second ago, Doug, is, yeah, use those sources that Doug just talked about to get smart. But every company should have somebody. It, it, it's worth every penny. Pay somebody to sit that sit down and read that thing front to back. Mm-hmm. And then give the rest of the company the cliff notes. Like, somebody needs to be the nerd right. and know that thing inside and out. I if agree. nothing else, CYA, protect your butt. Yeah, it's, it's painstaking, but someone needs to read that thing. Because it is important. To put it in context, it is important to understand, you know, the quote unquote fluff, everything that led into those two pages of actual regulations to understand the logic and reason behind it. Because a lot of times it's sticker shock. Oh, my God, they're making us do X, Y and Z. 
and not stopping to understand how X, Y, and Z came about. And then I when agree. you understand and read about it, you kind of go, okay, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought, or I understand why they're making us do this now. Right. And, and you need somebody in the company that reads that thing front to back. Yeah. Yes, you can go to sources and they can give you the quick and dirty and they can teach you about it, but it, it doesn't replace having read it and understanding I think it you do lose that element that the why, the intent behind some of these decisions. And, and that is important. Whether you're interested or that not, is somebody important. needs to yeah, know that. Because it, so. it feels like it's coming out of left field, which this really shouldn't have surprised anybody, it's been hanging to be quite honest. This yeah. shouldn't have. But you need to have somebody in your leadership chain that you can go to and say, what's the right answer? What's the rule? In fact, this is this is so funny. I uh, We just, in the gym, we just install the baby changing station in mm-hmm. one of the bathrooms because we ha- we have some families in there that have infants. Absolutely. And um, so I got a little sign that says baby changing station. But I was like, where do I put it? I don't know. And we have a lot of construction people come in. And they happen to be there that day. I go, hey, guys, where do I put this? Uh, does it have to be? Because there's rules to where the restroom sure. sign has to be. And the guy, Robert, was in there. And he goes, uh, so-and-so knows. And he goes, hey, what's the rule on uh, restroom science? He goes, Five foot on center, six inches away from the door. And I was like, the dude knew it, like, boom, like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, what about these? He goes, oh, you can put those anywhere, right? And it was yeah. the baby changing sign. But the rule for the restroom sign was very specific. Right. And he knew it, like, bang. Yeah. And, and you, and you need, need somebody. somebody to, yes. Exactly. You need someone like that. Yeah. Well, find that poor bastard. Get him, <laughs> get him reading. That's my advice. Get onto one of these websites and start paying attention because – in spite of the legal challenges, we need to be moving on this because it's now in effect. And if you have 100 or more employees in your company, and the fact of the matter is, if you have fewer than that, you know, these these issues may not specifically pertain to you based on this emergency standard, but, but there's going to be pressure. we're all dealing with this. Let's be honest. There, there's going to be pressure even for smaller companies to follow these rules. There will. And especially if you're a sub on some bigger contracts, they're going to ask, well, are you following... They will. The OSHA standard. You're absolutely right. And, and there's a lot of anxiety, too, you know, amongst employees. Like, what do we have to do now? Yeah. Oh, my God, do we have to go back to mass? We just finally. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you need to be able to, to speak the language in a manner which eases the anxiety amongst the employees of, of what we're having to do and, and why we're having to do it. And, yes. And is it as bad as it seems? Is it not as bad as it seems? Oh, hey, it's right. nothing different than what we're doing already, so everybody relax. You know, that type of discussion. That's an important leadership step. Remove that uncertainty and that fear. Remove the uncertainty, move the anxiety, uh, put it at a level that everybody can understand. Mm -hmm. Like you and I both know, you get into some government regulations and you can read it and you can go, I have no idea what this just said. And you got to read it again because the language they use and, you know, of course they get fancy with the terminology because everybody Mm -hmm. writing it wants to sound smarter than what they really are. Mm -hmm. And they overcomplicate it. Most government regulations are so overcomplicated it's ridiculous yeah and that's why you need somebody smart on it that can now context it properly to the audience because let's let's call a spade a spade the guys and girls on the job site need to have a different understanding than the frontline right. managers and the foreman than the cfo ceo coo yeah, like those are people writing different policies. levels of understanding sure that need to happen exactly all right guys that's all we've got for you on this more to come i'm sure Uh, I can't wait to hear what happens next, but um, you need to start doing your research if you haven't already. Uh, Aaron, thanks, buddy. Um, I hope everybody has a good weekend and have a good week next week. Um, Be safe. 
keep your people safe. That's really all that matters in all of this stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. A Huda Media Production.